Welcome, family. God bless you. I'm so excited to talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is part two of our baptism series here on the podcast, or maybe you guys are watching this on YouTube. If you didn't watch part one, I'd highly advise it. It would make a lot more sense as we're diving into really answering this question, what is the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Now, before I even answer it, I want to go through quite a few verses and just showing you all scripture so you guys can go back and search it daily and to be able to meditate on this topic in general because i think again this is another controversial topic in the body of christ when it comes to baptism and being able to really understand uh, just the essence of it and i talked about this even in the beginning of part one and i'm just going to reiterate it it's what is baptism like what does baptism mean in the greek and it just means to dip to immerse to be overwhelmed by consumption okay and this is why we talked about the water baptism and the holy spirit baptism personally and again i'm going to go through verses i believe that there is a difference between getting water baptized and being being baptized in the holy spirit just because you got water baptized may not mean you got baptized in the holy spirit and just because again you didn't get water baptized doesn't mean that you didn't get baptized in the holy spirit I know these are interesting things to t think about. And again, I will not always say that just because you got bat water baptized doesn't mean that you didn't get baptized in the Holy Spirit. I don't know. It's between you and the Lord, and that's an encounter between you and God. Today, as we talk about this, and I shared my testimony in part one, but as we talk about this, I really discern, and I want you guys to discern whether you got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Okay, and if you have a really a desire for the Lord, like the more you get filled up with the Holy Spirit, and the more that you really sense and say, you know what, I, and again, this is like evidence that you have the Holy Spirit, your love for righteousness, your fruit, your characteristics, your love for Jesus. Do I really love Jesus more than the things of this world? Right? Get around some people that love Jesus more than they love this world. When you have the Holy Spirit working inside of you, like jokes that you used to laugh at. They don't make you laugh anymore. They're not funny anymore. Going to the bottle and popping clubs isn't a desire anymore. Yeah. Things of this world, anything that has to do with this world, there's circles that you used to hang around with and be like, I can't believe we used to talk these types of conversations. There's just something that the Holy Spirit does. So I just pray that you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, that you get immersed and consumed. And that's really what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is. Let's read it. If the baptism of the Holy Spirit wasn't important, well, then why would it be in the the gospel, in every book of the gospel, the New Testament, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? And I'm just going to read these off. And again, I'll, I'll link everything in the show notes below so you guys can have all these uh, verses to reference. Matthew 3.11, John the Baptist says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. John is baptizing us with water, which is onto repentance, but Jesus is coming to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. That's Matthew. Mark, same thing, Mark 1, 7 to 8, and he preached saying, there comes one who is mightier than I, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to stoop down and loose. I indeed baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Luke 3.16, John answered, saying, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. John 1.33, I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, upon 
whom you see the Spirit descending he, and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. So there is a baptism of the Holy Spirit, okay? That's biblical. It's in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. This is what we're building uh, really towards, and this is what we're trying to gain understanding and revelation and wisdom around, that there is a baptism of the Holy Spirit, that there's a water baptism and there's a baptism of the Holy Spirit. If it wasn't that important, why would why would it be in, in all Gospels? There's certain uh, accounts in Matthew, Mark, John, and Luke that aren't accounted for in all four. This is accounted for in all four, the baptism of Jesus Christ that, you know, he got baptized, but also what his assignment is to baptize, which is to baptize in the Holy Spirit and fire. Now, let's talk about, and I'll kind of go back into that, but let's talk about the, the different types of baptisms. Okay, what are the different types of baptisms? Let's talk about the two. There's the two types of baptisms. Obviously, there's a baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then there's the baptism of water, which is the baptism of John. How do we know that? Let's read in Acts 1 or 4. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. This is in Acts. Now, let's go to Acts 19. Okay, Acts 19, verse 1. And it happened when Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, have, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples. He said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And so they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, And so what then were you baptized? So they said, Into John's baptism. So this is the types, different types of baptism. There's a baptism of John that was baptized with water and Onto repentance. Again, I'm just reading what scripture is saying. But then there is another way, which is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm really just diving deep for a lot of us to really get clarity. And sometimes we need to hear these things and listen and read the word and study the word over and over again to really catch the revelation and allow God to reveal himself, right? So that's the baptism of John, which is baptism onto repentance and water. This is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. Acts 2, 2 to 4. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a ru rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a f as a fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. This is in Acts chapter 2. So this is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay, And then there's the baptism of the Holy Spirit in what we just read in Acts 19 to 6. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now, how do I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Because we just saw two encounters in Acts chapter 2 and in Acts 19. How do we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Just because I got baptized with water, uh, was that really a Holy Spirit baptism? Two ways based on the two scriptures that we see, okay? Acts chapter 2, it says, from heaven. Right? There was a mighty rushing wind and filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So, and it, going back to verse 2, And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. Y'all, this is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is coming from where? Heaven. 
in Acts chapter 2. So that's the first way to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. A mighty rushing wind, a sound from heaven, and it filled the whole room. Okay, we'll talk about the evidence in a bit, but I just want to share how do I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Number two, how do I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Right here in Acts 19 verse 6, it is through the laying of hands. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Two ways to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit is through straight from heaven and through the laying of hands. Because people ask, well, how do I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Well, I just shared there the, the two scriptures. Now, here's another way that the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit encountered them in the book of Acts in Acts chapter 10 with Peter. Peter was in uh, Cornelius' house and he was just sharing the word. Okay, so this is Acts 10 verse 44. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And of those circumcision who believed and were astonished, as many came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. So this is a gift that anybody can receive, both to the Jew, the Greek, Gentiles, whatever you are, you can receive the Holy Spirit, which is a gift from God. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Now, these are ways of how the baptism of the Holy Spirit came. Okay, It doesn't have to just be water. And we just shared that there's a difference between water baptism and Holy Spirit baptism. And John the Baptist said in all accounts of the gospel, Mark, Matthew, or Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, in all accounts that he's the one that's going to baptize with repentance. He's the one that's going to baptize with water. But there is one that is greater than him whose sandals he is not worthy to carry. He will baptize him with what? Holy Spirit. And fire. He will baptize us with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now, Jesus talks about this day in Acts chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. And being assembled together with them, Jesus commanded them to not depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And then we just saw that happen in Acts chapter 2. Now, again, there's going to be so many controversies be behind all this, but I really want you guys to, to study these. Get into the scripture. Understand that there is a Holy Spirit baptism. And the question is, have you got baptized in the Holy Spirit? Let me go a little bit deeper on this, okay? First, I'm going to talk about this water baptism because in John chapter 3, what does Jesus say? In John 3, 5. Right? This is an argument that people will have that will push back. And by the way, these are great to break down. Like any pushbacks are great to break down because it enlightens our understanding. And we got to pray that Ephesians 1.18, that the Lord enlightened the eyes of our understanding. Amen. John 3.5, Jesus answered, most assuredly, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Now, Jesus is sharing this in just in the context to Nicodemus, right? The teachers of teachers, Nicodemus. He actually humbled himself, but also he got to the point where he wants to meet Jesus late at night so nobody saw. And Jesus is sharing this, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. What is this water? Because people refer to water baptism. I'm going to go a little bit deeper so we can get around this concept because I've been asking the Lord for this revelation. John 4, 14, 
But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into what? Everlasting life. This is John 4.14. This is the next chapter. He says that the water that he gives us, Jesus gives us, it will be what? It will, it will become in him a fountain of water springing what? up into everlasting life. If you actually look at the characteristics and the nature of God and also just the Holy Spirit in general, one of the symbolisms of the Holy Spirit is what? Is water. One of those symbolisms is water. And I actually looked up what water was in Greek just to break this down. Right, water, water in rivers and fountains, in pools, and the water of uh, deluge of water in any of the earth's uh, repositories. Water as the primary element out of and through which the world that was before the deluge arose and was compacted of the waves of the sea, used of many peoples. That's just in the Greek. Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit. Jesus is talking about the Spirit as he's referring to anyone that is born of water and the Spirit. Now I get it. It's like, why would he put water in the spirit? And this is where the mysteries of the gospel are, right? And I'm just coming, coming humbly. I want you guys to really understand. And he says, if you're born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter. If you are not, unless someone is born, he cannot enter the kingdom of God, right? So now, yes, this is talking about salvation. And this is why people, they get all mixed up about like, oh my gosh, do I need to be baptized with water? Because Jesus is saying this in John chapter three to Nicodemus, I need to get baptized by water before it's too late. I don't want to go to hell, right? I want salvation. But what if that water is really ref referring to in another way, symbolizing the spirit of God, which water is the symbolism. John 4, 14, we see the water, right? That it's the thing that springs everlasting life. It's not the water that you're going to get baptized in the pool. That thing is not going to spring everlasting life 10 days from now. That thing will dry up because it's physical. We're talking about a spiritual water. Now I want to reference in Isaiah 44, 3. I'm going deep in into this, y'all, because I really believe in this game. John or Isaiah 44, 3. For I will pour water on him who is thirsty and floods on the dry ground. This is an analogy in the book of Isaiah. And then he shares this analogy in the next part of this verse. I will pour my spirit on your descendants, my blessings on your offspring. When you're thirsty for Jesus, he will pour in. He will pour in. And when you drink from the well from him, you shall never thirst again. And it'll, it shall spring everlasting life. It is the spirit of God. The spirit of God is symbolized as also water. Out of the, out of the heart flows rivers of living water. That living water, that thing that is alive in us, it is the spirit of God. So as we go back into the baptism of the Holy Spirit, when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, just like what Jesus was saying, or John was saying about Jesus, he will come to baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. And I'm passionate about this because when I got this revelation, I was relieved because a lot of people would ask me and I wasn't sure. And I'd be honest with them. I'm like, I'm not sure. I got to study on this. I got to really ask the Lord. But check out the evidence of the Holy Spirit baptism. Every time they got baptized in the Holy Spirit, Acts chapter 2, Acts 19, Acts chapter 10, there were evidence to what happened, right? Let's, let's read. Acts 2, 4, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Again, this is just scripture, y'all. Acts 19, right? Verse Five. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues 
and prophesied. Acts chapter 10. You guys are seeing the evidence, right? Acts, Acts chapter 10, verse 45. And those, uh, and, and those of the circumcision who believed were astonished as many as came with them, with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnified God. Remember in verse 44, it says Peter was still speaking the words, the words, right? The word of God. And the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. When the Holy Spirit falls, there is an evidence of speaking in tongues. And people will argue to say, you're not really saved if you don't speak in tongues. I personally do not believe that. But I do believe that speaking in tongues is evidence, but it's not saying that you're not saved. Now, are you baptized in the Holy Spirit and not having an evidence in tongues? In every one of these circumstances, there is an evidence of people speaking in tongues after they got baptized. Now, just because you speak in tongues, I don't want you to feel bad or think that you're going to hell. When you truly love Jesus and you hunger and thirst for him, I believe you'll have that moment of speaking in tongues. And I shared my moment of speaking in tongues. So before you start to write me off or cancel and be like, oh my gosh, he speaks in tongues now, you know, because there's a lot of doctrine about it. But hey, if you do, praise the Lord. If you don't, praise the Lord, because you're really seeking the truth. Now, this is evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit that we see that there was people that were tongue talking. Now, Again, going back, and I, I want to really drill this in. Don't feel bad if you don't. But I believe if you desire these spiritual gifts, God gives as he wills. God will give these gifts as he wills, it says in Corinthians. Amen? So there's something unique about the baptism of the Holy Spirit that just allows you to have a hunger and a desire for Jesus like never before. I already shared my testimony in part one of this, but I was able to speak in tongues, not even knowing about speaking in tongues, not even really knowing about the power of baptism, and I barely even knew the word. I'll be honest, I really didn't know too much, but I was just willing to receive Jesus in my life. And then I had that tongue-talking experience while I was in the shower, just crying out to God, bawling out and just praying. I was praying hard. And God shows up in these great and mighty ways in so many ways. Like, that's why I said the ways to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit is directly from heaven or through the transfer of lay of hands. Now, don't just let force anybody to transfer a lay of hands on you. Don't just let anyone lay hands on you. And don't let anyone force you just so you can receive that gift. Like, let it be genuine and let it be God that does it and let him move through it. So, I really hope you all got some wisdom off this. Uh, yeah, I just really want to answer what is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That was the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the infilling. And then we talked about the water, being baptized, who, whoever is born of water and the Spirit, and the symbolism of water. And it says how he will pour water on those who are thirsty. He will pour his Spirit on his descendants. This is Isaiah. So much to it. I want to keep this simple. Our whole goal with this podcast is to keep things simple, sh lay down the foundations in this season, and show you guys that... These are the keys you need to be able to really grow as a follower of Jesus. We're not here to just allow people to enter the kingdom. We want y'all to stay in the kingdom. Amen. I hope this gave clarity. I'll make sure I drop everything in the description below. We are launching a lot of great things. And if you guys are ever wanting to support, you guys know where our store is at. We're out here in Las Vegas. Again, God bless y'all. And just because some people might disagree theologically doesn't mean we still can't love and have understanding biblically. The moment we think we know more, the moment we start pushing back on things that, especially when Bible is just right then, then and there, then we got to check our heart, right? We can't allow any self-righteousness or pride or things that we've learned in church for years and years and years, our whole lives. We got to renew our mind daily. And I'm always open to this topic. And I, I tell people, show me more. I want, let's, let's break, break bread and, and break it down because I love when Holy Spirit gives revelation and wisdom. 
Be blessed, y'all. Tap in, hit the sub. If you guys are on podcast, leave us a rating. Really helps the channel and just help us expand and spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Bye-bye.